I'm Pat Whalen. And I'm Mike Field. And throughout the history of cinema, nothing can compare with the phenomena of the MCU. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond. And we'll have a little fun along the way. We may not have been first or second or even 48th, but we're hoping you'll take the journey with us into the MCU as we are yet another MCU podcast. You can find us on Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts today. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Two Player Bros Christmas Eve Spectacular. That's right. This episode's coming out on Christmas Eve. Plus, you guys are probably listening to this uh, sometime later in the week. Or not at all. Who knows? So here it is. We're going to talk a little bit about my impressions of Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I already gave you my impressions on the Xbox Series X. I'm currently playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the Series X. I told you guys I probably wouldn't do a full-on review because it's such a large game and I'd probably be doing a little bit of a piecemeal thing. So I'm going to give you my initial impressions uh, of what I've played of the game so far. First off, if you celebrate the holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, Hanukkah has just passed. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Saturnalia or whatever you celebrate. Uh, I know my mom's birthday is New Year's Day, so happy birthday, mom. If you're listening to this, which I know she does not listen to Two Player Bros, boo on her. Uh, but she does listen to my other stuff, so that's fine. So, let's get into it. Cyberpunk 2077 came out, and it is the game to talk about uh, in terms of being awesome and being the worst at the same time. If you bought this game for PlayStation 4 or Xbox, the original systems, not the Pros or the 1Xs, but the original baseline PS4 or Xbox, it is a broken game. It is so glitched out, graphically terrible, and buggy that it is unplayable to the point where PlayStation, in an almost unheard of move, just took the game off store shelves, their virtual store shelves. You can no longer buy cyberpunk 2077 on the playstation store and that includes playstation 5 for right now you just can't if you already own the game you can keep it you can still get the patches but as of right now new players can't come into this bugginess because playstation or sony xbox microsoft cd project red all promised their customer based refunds if they bought the game and they don't like the game People are getting these refunds, I guess, just by the droves, some of whom are really disappointed that they don't get to keep the game afterward, which is absolutely ridiculous. If you refund a game, you don't get to keep it. You are returning it. You are giving it back. You know, if, if you can't get your money back for something and then keep playing it, that's not how something works. Now, can CD Projekt Red say, listen, you can refund this and here's $5 when the next game comes back. When you want to repurchase it, you get a discount. That would be difficult to implement, but sure. But you can't just keep playing the game after you refunded it. You gave it back. You gave it away. 
that being said, you can't buy it anymore. Though you can still buy physical copies, I suppose, uh, but I wouldn't recommend it. Now, all that is terrible, and that's how a, a majority of console players are playing this. Which I had read, I believe, on one of the game sites, uh, Kotaku or Game Informer, or it might have even been IGN, that about forty-one point something percent account for the player base for console players playing this game. The rest are all PC players because this is the highly touted as kind of a PC game. It always was, but that's kind of the trick. They always showed you the PC version. So they always showed you the perfect version of the game. And this game is far from perfect. And even the PC game has a myriad of bugs. Uh, even the people who reviewed on the PC and love the game say that. They never gave out console copies, showed anybody the console. CD Projekt Red, who claimed they would never do crunch and then did crunch. Uh, which we talked about on the show earlier, those who, and they also said that a game comes out when the game is ready, not beforehand. They don't want to be adhered to release dates. Their corporate guys came out and said, oh man, we really wanted to adhere to this release date and released it anyway uh, in a completely broken way, which doesn't really matter because the game has sold a ridiculous, I believe, 18 million units or something like that. So that's even with the refund. So it doesn't seem to matter in terms of that, but it is bad press for the cyberpunk developers and CD project red as well. That being said, they are patching the crap out of it. I guess when Witcher three launched, there were a ton of glitches. I never really experienced that playing Witcher three, um, on release day, which I did buy it on release day, but then I stopped playing for a little while and then came back to it. So maybe I just never got a chance to hit those bumps in the road. I got the patches before I, got to those places uh cyberpunk 2077 on xbox series x is the only way i played it i had purchased it before reviews came out warned me not to play it on my xbox uh so i just skipped xbox one x completely and decided i have a series x ordered it's coming eventually like i said last week's episode it came i finally had time to sit down and play some cyberpunk 2077 i've probably put about five or six hours into the game so far. So I'm still very early times at this game. But since then, the game has downloaded a myriad of patches. I believe I'm at 1.07 or 1.05. Something was downloaded earlier before I even played it today. So I can't speak to those base consoles and I can't speak to the perfection, uh, the graphical perfection that is the computer version. But what I have played on Series X is... Somewhere in between, and I would say somewhere on the scale of, I would say what people think of the PC version. I have not encountered anything uh, that I would say was game breaking. My game has never shut down. The graphical pop-ins have never been terrible to the point where it has affected me or not fixed itself almost immediately. There are a couple of funny things that happen here or there that happen in almost any open world game. So before I go on, I want to share with you my initial, initial impression of the game. And this is what I sent Dave. Uh, who unfortunately, uh, I'm thinking I'm not getting him on until uh, the next, maybe the next episode. You know, he's still through the new year doing his stuff. But if I can, we'll do our game of the year episode. But I texted Dave and said, uh, I've played the first hour of Cyberpunk on the Series X. I kind of, dot, 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 eh, I got to give it more time, obviously. But giant glitches aside, it just plays like such dog shit still. And then I said, swords are cool. That's about it so far. And that was Monday. Tuesday, I said, I might have jumped the gun on Cyberpunk a little, played for like four hours straight last night, mostly stopping random crimes and stuff, had a good time. So 
quick, very quickly after the introduction, my opinion had changed the game. And that's also because I believe the game patch that happened between that Monday and Tuesday fixed a little bit of the game in terms of, I think, maybe some frames per second issues and just me getting used to the game. It's been a while since I played a game like this. For those that don't know, Cyberpunk 2077, yes, it's a first person shooter style in terms of look and how the combat works but it really is an rpg through and through much like witcher the witcher series or even fallout and it does give me pretty big fallout vibes in in terms of how some of that works especially in a first person shooter world you don't get the vat system or anything like that and to be fully honest full disclosure i'm not the biggest fan of the fallout series i do enjoy them i do get most of the mainline series when they come out uh, but i usually drop off pretty quick with those games Cyberpunk, I don't think I'm going to be dropping off because I think Cyberpunk eschews a lot of the things that in Fallout that I, I'm not a huge fan of. I think that getting rid of some of the extra inventory items and kind of streamlining your process is much easier in Cyberpunk. But I think that's the reason that at the beginning I said it plays like dog shit was I was expecting something way more just run and gun. And this really is are you upgraded? Are you ready to attack these guys? Are they a much higher level than you? You know, your skill at first person shooters can only get you so far when an enemy type is far above you and they're like bullet sponges. So that's something that took a minute to figure out as well as just constantly just throwing out my trash guns and getting new guns in and upgrading my guy. The introduction is also rather slow, learning different parts of the game, and there's still parts of the game I have to learn. I am about six hours into this game, and I still don't know a lot about different upgrades and different ripper docks, and I, I still haven't met Johnny Silverhand and gotten to the main storyline of this game. I'm still doing what I assume is the mission to get Johnny Silverhand. But what I've played so far, after that initial two hours of, ugh, I picked the game back up because I did want to go through at least the story of the game. And it is pretty fantastic. I have, like I said, the first day I played the game, there were some glitches, cars dropping in and out, uh, floating on air or spinning sideways, uh, dropped dialogue, which was my biggest complaint, which I had read about as well. Dialogue just kind of cuts in in the middle of a sentence and you don't get to hear some of what people are saying, especially if you don't have subtitles on. I also had, along with trash flying in the sky and some of the higher areas of the game, people would fly by, which I thought was really interesting, as if they were junk. This all seems to have been fixed by now. Uh, that first impression was a Monday. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night, late Wednesday. It's technically Thursday morning, having done a, a very long mission and a couple of random crimes, and I've had a great time uh, fighting the bad guys, finding new items, exploring the city. The graphics are seem to improve every time I play the game, and that could be due to patches or me just kind of coming to terms with this is never going to look like that high-end PC version, but that's okay. The frame rate, I, I put it on quality mode because as everybody knows who listens to this podcast, I'm more of a graphics guy. I want it to look real pretty. As long as it's somewhat smooth, I'm okay with that. And I'm so used to 30 frames per second that 60 or higher is nice. If I'm going to get it to be really pretty at 30 as opposed to meh at 60, I'm choosing pretty. Now, I know Dave is the exact opposite of me. But this game, the reflections, even without the ray tracing upgrade yet, are great. The character models are super detailed. The world just has so much into it. And 
the world map is smaller, but it's still huge. It's still a vibrant city with so much little detail here and there. And it's really, really cool and has so many different homages to Blade Runner or Paul Verhoeven's Robocop series or their own kind of mis mismosh of things. And, and even some stuff that's, I don't know, kind of Star Trek gone wrong in a way. You know, some of the cleaner stuff. It really is really cool, well-designed, well-built. The voice acting for the most part is very good. I enjoy the selections that you can make. I enjoy the dialogue tree system. I enjoy that your character is inherently good, but you can choose, I guess, is he Han Solo good, Lando good, or I guess something a little further down the darker path where you're never going to do the really wrong thing, but you're either super out for your own or you're kind of a good guy. I don't want to get into spoilers and I haven't actually played a lot of the game, so I really can't, but your character is V. I enjoy the character creation options. Um, I will say that I gave myself fingernail polish because I thought, you know, cyberpunk future, there's going to be some technological fingernail polish. Then style's going to change that even dudes will wear fingernail polish. Little did I know, cause I couldn't zoom in on my fingernails. Mine has little hearts on them where I thought they were little circles. Uh, so that's a little funny, but you know, from the beard to hair color to where you're, what your cybernetics look like to yes, the size of your junk or your breasts, depending on the type of character you create, you really can make V all your own. And you do see them, uh, when you are driving your car, if you're in third person mode in mirrors, uh, obviously if you look down, you can see your clothing options and your pants and your feet. Yeah, I think having your own custom V is still pretty cool, even if you don't see them in third person most of the time. The weapons are, once you get used to the fact that people are bullet sponges, the weapons do feel really good. They have a lot of weight to them. The pistol really jams. The assault rifle really goes at it. The recoil is realistic in that, you know, unlike Fortnite, if you aim down your assault rifle and it's got like the pinprick aim, like it's like a sniper rifle and you shoot and it's just a straight bullet, this, this gun's going to go pretty much everywhere. And you got to really hold it to keep it still. And obviously, as you use these guns, you upgrade and get more skill and get better with them. You upgrade your body parts as well, which I haven't done a lot of, but seems really cool. Seems a little advanced in terms of what goes in your head in terms of RAM and figuring out how to hack people with your head. That stuff seems a little complicated to me. But overall, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. You know, I go, I'll play it for like an hour or two and it, four hours later, it's 3 a.m. and I, <laughs> I have to go to bed and I go, you know what, one more crime because on the way back to the apartment, it looks like there's one more crime happening. There's a lot of complaints about the driving in the game. I think the driving in the game is perfectly fine. I actually think it's pretty good. You're driving a pretty heavy car. I haven't driven anything not too heavy. Motorcycles kind of stink to drive, but I don't think it's any better or worse than the Grand Theft Auto series. In fact, I think in terms of some kind of like hairpin turning, I think is a little more fun than Grand Theft Auto, a little bit more in control. But again, this is a game where you're not necessarily a criminal or a bad guy. So I get that. They don't want you to always accidentally swipe into sidewalks and busy streets while your car swerves around like it weighs two pounds. Uh, these cars actually feel like they weigh what they weigh. And that it takes some skill to break into a car as well. You can't just steal every car on the street. That the cops will stop you for a little bit more than what they would in Grand Theft Auto. I get that and I like that. I appreciate that. 
at the same time, you're a merc, you're allowed to, you know, take out gang members and stuff, provided that it's in your little area the cops don't see and the public don't see. You can even help the cops with, like I said, random crimes. The missions are pretty fun and they seem to be all over the place. You're a merc, you get missions from uh, different characters. They're called fixers. And if you approach a question mark, they'll be like, hey, I've got a, they'll text you or they'll call you on your phone and be like, hey, I've got this mission. I got this problem. Please solve it. Here you go. One such mission had me going to stop an honest cop who had a bunch of information on dirty cops and a smuggling ring. And the dirty cops paid my fixer to shut her up. My fixer preferred not to see the honest cop get killed. You know, she told me that she would like to have this cop named Anna, you know, just be told you should run away, get out of here. You're in danger. It's not worth it. But it was really up to me because the pay was the pay and they wanted her gone. They didn't specify how. So when I, I had to figure out a way to get into her motel room or locked motel room, which I'm sure there were multiple options for, got in and then I had to talk her either out of everything with a few dialogue option choices and do some smooth talking to convince her, hit the bricks, get out of town or say the wrong thing and get in a firefight or just straight up sneak up behind her and kill her. So those options are everywhere in cyberpunk. And I think they're really fun. They're akin to, I don't know, Mass Effect or Dragon Age or, or even Fallout and stuff like that. And I, I enjoy that kind of fighting with your words as well. Uh, that's a big part of like an RPG to me is if it really is an RPG, which this is, what you say is as important as what you do. Uh, and The Witcher had that as well in some some shape or form at the story and the character of the witcher and his choices were very important to the game so the game does take a minute to get used to i mean you're shooting your systems it's a little clunky in terms of the controller i would say there's a lot of controls that double up there's a lot of i'm sure switching your weapons is a lot easier with a number pad always but it seems even more so in this game that i'm just switching your weapons is is kind of a pain just hitting the y button all over and over again or triangle if you have a PlayStation. I would also say that the dodge button is the same as the duck button, which does get me in trouble sometimes as well. But overall, you, it does feel good. Your character is fast. My biggest complaint in terms of movement and control is that this game uses a system that I think doesn't need to be in any game other than maybe the fact that it messes up save files. Because I know if you have a save file better, bigger than 8 megabytes, on Cyberpunk, it apparently glitches out the game and breaks it, which I think is ridiculous. But getting weighted down in a game, especially a game like this, I hate. I hate, oh man, you've reached your capacity with all this stuff. You got to get rid of it or sell it. It's like, just stop. Just, I hate that system. You know, inventory management like that stinks. And I'm okay with an inventory management game like Resident Evil, where it's survival horror, where you can only hold so many things. And maybe it's like a little bit like Tetris. Okay. All right. That's part of the game. I'm still not a big fan, but I'll, I'll play your game. I understand that. But a system that lets me carry 25 guns and rockets and assault rifles and 50 clothing pieces before they tell me, hey, man, you might be carrying too much stuff. It's kind of like, nah, really? Duh. Don't let me carry all that stuff then. But you do. So just let me keep carrying all this stuff. 
it's one of those games also where you can pick up junk quote unquote, what they call junk with little random knickknacks that you then have no purpose in the game. So you have to sell them for money in these little delivery boxes, essentially. And they're worth almost nothing. And I get that it's a quick way to make a couple extra bucks, but if they're going to help weigh you down, just uh, not a big fan of that. The missions are fun. They're large uh, shootouts and gunfights and the other characters. Like right now, I'm teamed up with Jackie, who I don't think will last for very long, but he seems to be your friend. I think the mission structures are pretty cool. I also really enjoy the fact that you get to start up with different three different beginnings to your game. You can be a nomad who lives on the outskirts of Night City or beyond, who comes into Night City looking for a new life. You can be a street kid. So essentially, you've always been a street kid and you've become a merc with Jackie to try to gain some extra money. You're kind of stepping up in the world. Or you can be a corpo. Yeah, and the corpo is what I chose because I've seen a lot of stuff about the Nomad that I assumed Street Kid was pretty similar to just what the game was already. Like being a merc. So I started corpo because I thought it really cool to start at the top and see a fall from grace. And it really is really interesting to see all these, you know, shiny leather suits and these super impressive, you know, cyberware things and these gorgeous business offices that are also kind of slightly dystopian and, and bare. Getting in a flying car is really cool because you don't get in flying cars, at least for the I, what I assume would be the rest of the game other than story sequences. You know, drinking champagne, having money, wearing a nice suit at the beginning, and then having your fall from grace, seeing yourself in this really fun montage. Apparently you're friends with Jackie uh, in the corporal world as well as, I guess, the other stories. And Jackie helps you get on your feet and kind of you team up with him and start doing work stuff. And these do seem to really change certain parts of the story as you go through, because I get a lot of corpo options in my dialogue trees, which let me convince certain people to tell me certain things or get out of situations or negotiate different kind of trades, which is really cool so far. And I'm very interested to see how far that goes. I know it doesn't really affect the four different endings you can get at the end of the game which I still don't know what those endings are. I just know that there are four endings and they are not dependent on your starting section. The starting section just kind of flavors the game up to then. But I'm really impressed by the game. Like I said, the patches they've been putting out seem daily. And I know there's going to be a huge patch in January and a huge patch in February, as they, they say. Can't wait. I know that there's huge DLCs coming out for this game. There are awesome weapons to be found. If you go on YouTube, you can just see tons and tons of different videos. I'm really excited about the ray tracing mode and the enhanced graphics on an Xbox Series X because, like I said, with this third system in line on consoles, I really am getting a very pretty game that runs very well. I have it on the Xbox internal memory, so it's on the SSD Loading times are, I think, more than what I've seen so far in other games, but it's also much bigger than most other games that I have on my internal. So, you know, it takes five seconds to load something when I die and have to restart or when I start from scratch, which is nothing compared to loading up like Red Dead, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto where I wait three minutes and I just kind of zone out on my phone. I don't have time to do that here and I love it. It really keeps me in the game. I don't get bored. I don't get distracted. Once they add the ray tracing and the new graphics, it really will be the Series X game or PlayStation 5 game to beat. 
you know, I've seen Miles Morales and the ray tracing is good, but the game still looks kind of like a last gen version because it plays on last gen. And I know Cyberpunk is kind of the same way right now, although it's on the prettier end, much like Miles Morales. I think these two games are going to be the ones that really bring things forward in terms of the new generation. You get a PlayStation 5, you want graphics, you're getting Miles Morales. Um, or NBA 2K, I know, is very good as well. The next-gen version looking as as least. Cyberpunk, I think, once they get the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions, will be the game to beat uh, for probably quite some time. You know, I am very excited about the Mass Effect remastered, but I think that's only going to be remastered up to the point of an Xbox One. And that's okay with me. I'm super pumped for that. It'd be great if they were enhanced further. But I, I think for a long time, Cyberpunk, the upgraded version, and the PC version are going to be the games to beat in terms of graphical powerhouses and and detail. If you're expecting a first-person shooter, maybe this isn't the game for you. Uh, but if you're open-minded and you want something that's kind of like a Fallout light, I suppose, where it is a little bit more shooter to RPG ratio than Fallout, this is definitely a game for you. The style, if you love the cyberpunk style, this game is for you. Yeah, if you're playing on a base PS4 console or base Xbox console, don't get this game. I've watched so many videos where I can just clearly say, do not get this game. Do not buy the physical version. If you get it for Christmas, if you've already purchased it and you're just waiting, good. Wait, continue to wait. If you're waiting for a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, do that. But don't get the game on, on those base systems. I mean, I was afraid to play it on my Xbox One X, but looking at videos online, it's playable. But you really won't get that. It seems like the only real difference is maybe the reflections. I mean, at this point, I think your loading times are also going to be pretty long. I haven't seen that. And you're not going to get that dense city vibe from what I've seen. It seems like even on like the Pro, PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X, you get a lighter city with less cars, less people. And I think that really takes away from the fact that this is a mega city with a ton of people, a living, breathing place. And that's something that I was really sad to see on the YouTube videos before I started playing the game was that, I guess, pre-patch, it seemed like on the Series X version of the game, there was nobody in the streets compared to the PC version. You know, you would go through and there'd be like one or two per people midday in the city that's supposed to be like a bajillion Manhattans put together. Now, thankfully, playing the game on Series X must have been patched or maybe it just so happened that those videos didn't show a lot of people. There seem to be a lot of people everywhere in the city and it's really cool. So, although it took me a little while to get used to, I'm very happy with Cyberpunk right now. We'll see what happens as I go through. Again, right now, six hours in, it has me hooked at hour... 40, 50, 60. Uh, I know that the main campaign is about 30 hours, but I know that there's probably about 80 hours worth of stuff that I'll probably do in the game. So we'll see how long it keeps my interests through then. But 
there aren't a whole lot of new games coming out that I'm really excited for. I'm still playing Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Fortnite, aka the Mandalorian right now. <laughs> uh, now that the new season's out, I'm having a lot of fun with that, upgrading my Beskar armor and stuff, trying to earn a little baby Grogu. I'm excited for the Medium, which comes out at the end of this month in January. I still, even on my phone right now, I still have that PlayStation 5 availability tracker. Once I get that, I will get Sackboy and Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, you know, there are a couple of games coming out, but there's really nothing big and juicy I want to play until I would say March has Mass Effect, which I definitely want to start playing through. I'm hoping that that connects to the newer one as well. You know, you play Legendary Mode, the Legendary Edition, save your new Shepard on what the new game is probably going to come out on, and then you can transport that Shepard again like you used to. And for those who didn't, you could probably just kind of make a new Shepard and fill in the blanks. But I think it'd be cool to just have a transferred over Shepard like the old days. If Shepard's even going to be in this. And I'm also excited for Super Mario 3D World, which comes out in March. But that's kind of a drought between January and February. So Cyberpunk might have its hooks in me for a little while. For those who got your new systems this year, good job. I know it's very hard to find a PlayStation right now. So to those who didn't get one, be patient. Just wait. I'm not super. I'm a little sad I didn't get mine yet, but I'm sure I will get mine within three weeks time. PlayStation had already, Sony had already said that the PlayStation 5 is going to be tough to build with their custom-made solid-state drive. A lot of them fail in the manufacturing process. I remember reading about that before the coronavirus stuff happened, and now they're, they're slowed down even more because of that, and demand for games have gone up during this these quarantines in this uncertain time. So that coupled with the fact that PlayStation was always going to outsell Xbox, you know, some predictions were as much as I think I said on a previous episode, like 16 to one, it seems like it really is three to one. So more like what we're already seeing today, but still that being said, it's three times more PlayStation fives on top of, manufacturing issues on top of slowdown due to coronavirus it really is tough but you will get it eventually i know they're they're hammering them out xbox series x been tough to get but not quite as hard but keep trying and uh if you're on pc trying to get those 3080s 3090s good luck i know alex has been trying to get those for quiz 3090 for a while uh, i guess they're not really out yet or i don't really know much about that i play pc games but i'm gonna leave that up to him so that's really all i've got guys i just wanted to talk about my experience with cyberpunk 2077 so far i'll do one more as i've gotten one or two more as i've gotten further down the line in the game have a happy and safe holidays let's hope for a better 2021 and video game wise let's hope that everyone gets the systems they want and that there comes a game soon that really takes advantage and shows us why we spent $500 on these things. <laughs> so that's it for Two Player Bros. I'm Mike. Dave's not here. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. And if I don't do another episode next week, a very Happy New Year. But I believe I will be back with another episode next week. So stay safe. Keep on gaming.